Hey, what's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vibe. I'm with Ronnie. What's going on, Ronnie? Not too much as always. How are you? I'm doing great today. Uh, so we got another episode for you guys. Today is going to focus a little bit more on the technical side of things. We won't get too deep into it because uh, I think we'll save that either for a podcast or maybe maybe even a video if we decide to get a little fancy with it. But um, yeah, just, just want to focus on the benefits or the, the whole argument. Nah, it's not even an argument, but just like building your own PC versus buying one that's pre-built for you. Um, I, I mean, of, of course, this requires some knowledge of building PCs. Uh, to state the obvious, but you know, for me, I, I don't have that that knowledge myself. Um, I, 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 yeah, you know, I'm not really a techie in terms of like I don't really know much about computers and like I know the hardware pieces, I know the little things about them, but uh, in terms of putting one together, I'd never actually done that myself. But Ronnie, I mean, how, how many computers have you put together? Uh, I honestly, I can't even count at this point. I've probably since high school or so. I don't know probably 20 computers maybe yeah. more i don't know like and in more recently every now and like i've i built a few computers for my brothers and for myself and for friends and that kind of thing so i love the hardware side of 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 pc gaming and i you know even before the vive came out i already had a pc that was more than capable of running mm -hmm. vr so yeah, this this I love this stuff. So <laughs> clearly, as I've seen many many times. Um, but yeah, so my uh, my experience. So, I mean, after I played the the Vive at, at your place um, and got introduced to it, you know, I immediately wanted to make that investment myself. And uh, I was personally faced with the decision of should I buy one or should I make one. And, and I mean, I, I of course was not even thinking of making one since I don't have that you know skill set, but. In talking to you, you made it sound pretty easy, and uh, yeah, I mean, I really think sometimes people kind of blow things out of proportion. I wouldn't say it's as easy as sticking Lego pieces together to build a PC, but it's really not that bad. If only, uh, yeah. The I mean, the biggest the biggest uh, challenge of building a PC is really knowing what components are out there, and knowing what you know what's compatible with what. And knowing what what you want and what your budget allows for, so I think mm -hmm. those are the big. And I will say that you know, in demonstrating VR to tons of friends over the past several months, um, you know, a lot of them come back saying they want to get into VR. Um, but it's one thing to be really honest with people about what the cost is going to be upfront. Yeah. Explaining that right now you do need a pretty powerful PC to run it, and as expensive as that, you know, eight hundred dollar uh, investment is for the Vive itself. M for most people, you're not going to have a PC that's able to run uh, VR properly out the gate um, before you actually purchase a system. So you're probably actually looking at you know building a PC, which in this case, and after helping uh, Zane build his PC, I'm, I'm pretty confident that you can do, you know, between, I'd say, 1200 to $1,500. I think you can build a very competent uh, VR-capable system for around that price. Yeah, well, um, mine, mine's working, so it's Yeah, and, and we'll get into, I mean, there's people that are going to say that you can build a system that does VR well for under that. Um, I would disagree. Um, but like I said, we'll get into more of those kind of details as we get further into this episode. So exactly, and so uh, I mean, f for me, I think I we did explore a couple of the pre-built options. I think there were a couple uh, through Alienware, which is actually tied to 
uh, Valve. I mean, I think they they have some kind of partnership going on, and they I mean they had some fantastic PCs up on there, but. Uh, I think in general, not just talking about Alienware, but in general, I think when it comes to pricing out how much, uh, well, sorry, when it comes in, it, when it comes to it in general, a pre-built PC will always cost you more mm-hmm. than building one yourself. If I'm understanding that yeah, correctly, yeah, I mean you're paying a premium, so just like any kind of labor, um, you know, intensive uh, task, with buying a pre-built PC, you're paying for all of the parts. And then you're also paying for for the labor that goes into building the PC. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I mean, yeah. So, uh, I mean, surprisingly, when we were looking at the Alienware systems, I don't think they were that that far out of whack in terms of what, you know, you were getting what you paid for. Um, it was a few hundred dollars more than if you were to build the system yourself. And if you were to build the system yourself, you'd be able to pick exactly what you wanted and, and be able to make, you know, better choices for each individual component if you were building by yourself. But still, I mean, the the, pre, the pre-built systems definitely aren't a bad option. They're, they're a very good option for people that don't have access to someone that can help them pick out parts and build a good PC yeah. or um, for people that, um, you know, don't want to take the time to learn how to build a PC themselves. So, no, I agree. Um, in our in in our situation, I was able to help Zane out, and I I love this stuff so much that I mean honestly, if you build a computer right, I really don't think you're going to run into any crazy you know situations. Even if Windows is glitching out, that's usually not something that uh, Alienware would probably really truly be able to help much on anyways. So I mean I I. I'm always there for Zane if, if you know, there's any, any issues with his computer. So I, I just thought, you know, it, it made more sense in our situation. But for all of you out there, um, really think about, you know, if, if you're down for the challenge of being able to, you know, I don't being able to troubleshoot issues on your, on your own. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do some research online, I think building a PC is fun, it's satisfying, and you'll get more for your money, and you'll be able to build a better computer no yeah i mean i I definitely agree with that and i think i mean just looking at my own personal you know just micro look at at what we did with mine i think i paid roughly around 1400 i guess 1500 maybe after getting windows as well so it was on the top end of that range you mentioned Mm -hmm. but in terms of comparing it to several of the other systems and and not just alienware because uh, i think on newegg they had some vr computers or vr ready computers is how they they listed them and again this is not a knock on those like i mean honestly if i hadn't had ronnie i was ready to pull the trigger on either alienware or one of the other pcs um just because for me it's it's more so about getting into the vr experience rather than you know the computer side of it but there are definitely people if you're into this space there's definitely people out there who really enjoy the computer building side of it or at least want to get into it and so uh you know the 14 or 1500 dollars i was able to get much more value buying the parts individually or buying them separately and putting them together um because i just remember Looking, looking at the different options online, I'm like, oh, this has this graphics card, but it doesn't come with a CPU, or this has, you know, X but not Y, and, and like you couldn't match and mix and match to get exactly what you wanted, um, you know, at the, the right price. Well, at, well, yeah. at, at the right price, or sometimes they just didn't even allow that functionality or that you know customizability, and so yeah. you know, being able to get all those pieces individually, and then obviously working with you to to help me set those up. Thank you again. 
Oh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> um, being able to set those up was a, was a huge, uh, at least, win for me. Um, but a couple things that I wanted to get into, just because I know in talking to you, uh, it seems like you had some some opinions just in terms of the basic specs. Uh, it's, sure. It seems like there are, I don't know, things that you've read online or that you've heard that I don't want to say, I don't want to call people out and say that they're inaccurate, but maybe you, you say it's just part of the marketing to maybe overpay. Yeah, or... I mean, I, I think in general people are trying to, I mean, they want to make VR as accessible to people as possible. And so initially when these systems came out, uh, the VR systems, um, you know, they were targeting a specific range of hardware. Um, I'm trying to think of, on the NVIDIA side, they were mostly targeting uh, a graphics card, uh, level of around a GTX 970, which was you know a, a mid-high range graphics card mm-hmm. um, at the time, and I'm trying to think of what the AMD equivalent would be. Um, it would probably be, I guess, a maybe a Fury, a Radeon Fury, um, you know, under the Fury X. The Fury X was kind of, but anyways, so maybe even a little bit lower than that to be honest. But um, regardless. So they were aiming for a spec that was, you know, roughly a GTX 970 equivalent. And looking at where VR is now and where it's going, I think that a 970 is going to be really the bare bones. I mean, it is a minimum spec for a reason, but I don't necessarily, I think a lot of these VR ready systems out there are toting 970, you know, level graphics cards and kind of pitching themselves almost as, you know, this is a great experience for VR, and I and I think it can be an okay experience. But I think for a great experience, there's better options now that are pretty affordable. And so, um, as far as as far as specs are concerned, right now, I think I think people should really be aiming for for a GTX 1070 or higher. Which is and what I, I got, right? Yeah, and that's okay. what we ended up putting a, a 1070 in your system. I think a 1070 is is right where you want to be right now. I think anything above that is too expensive, and I think anything below that for VR, I mean, you can get away with it, but I think, I think in order to have a really good experience, VR needs to have needs to be perfectly smooth. You don't have you don't want to have to worry about about not having enough graphics horsepower because any kind of jitters or stutters or anything like that in the frame rate, anytime the frame rate in a game goes below 90 frames per second, uh, you can kind of feel it in the headset. Mm, and okay. whether you know the technology or not, you can tell if you're having a bad experience yeah. because it'll make people sick, it doesn't feel right. And, and you don't want to have to go through that. So, um, you know, several, like six or seven months ago, there weren't great alternatives, um, you know, past the 970. If, if you wanted a 980 Ti, which is roughly equivalent to, you know, the, the 1070s that came out uh, more recently, you know, you'd be having to put down, you know, around 650 bucks or so. Um, and so that was, you know, a harder pill to swallow back then for that type of performance. Obviously, a lot of people did it, but still, like, it was, you know, harder to recommend to someone that was more on a budget. Now with 1070s, which is the, you know, mid to high range card of the new 10 series NVIDIA cards and, and equivalent cards on that spec, really NVIDIA is probably the way to go right now uh, for VR, to be honest with you, as far as graphics cards are concerned. But anyways, with a 1070, you can get a 1070 for around around 400 bucks. 
And that's a really good price for the type of performance you're going to get out of that. It's going to be well above the minimum spec for a Vive or an Oculus. And it's going to, it's going to get you uh, through games, you know, well into the next several months. Uh, you know, it's hard to always, you can never say anything's going to be future-proof. Yeah. Uh, but, but a 1070 is going to do very well for, for quite a while. So, um, so in terms of graphics cards, I would recommend a 1070. Um, right now, if if all you're interested in, in is VR, gotcha. Um, as far as the computer itself is concerned, the processor, the CPU, yeah, it's less important. Um, in general, in games, as long as you have a quad core, I think you're getting probably the most out of your experience as you can. Um, so so whether it's an i an, an Intel Core i7 or a Core i5, um, as long as you're getting a quad core processor, you're probably fine. Uh, right now, Intel's are Intel processors are outperforming AMD processors by quite a bit in games. So I wouldn't even really mess with AMD uh, processors right now. Though this the new Zen platform and others are gonna, are are showing some promise. We don't really know exactly how they're gonna turn out. It's still a ways away. But uh, for right now, stick with Intel as your processor. And really, an i5. If you're not gonna be recording video of yourself playing on the Vive or doing a lot of other types of video editing, audio editing, that kind of thing. Um, an i5 uh, a, an i5 is probably going to be fine, uh, a, a quad core. Um, and I would probably look in the you know 6500 range of processors. Um, but if, if you're going to be pushing more of the, of the you know media focused stuff, like you know, editing video, that kind of thing. You might want to look into an i7, but really, just a quad-core processor is probably all you need. And then, as far as RAM is concerned, um, really, 16 gigs is probably what you want to go with. Um, you know, all any kind of modern computer is going to use DDR4 memory, and uh, 16 gigs RAM is something that by doing by being overkill on something. Uh, like RAM, you're not going to get anything out of it. If, if you're not using more than 16 gigs of RAM, uh, by putting in 32, it's not like you're making anything faster. It's literally how much do you need to use, and you get, you know, you want to have a little bit of headroom, but in general, you want to aim for around, you know, that. Realistically, you probably don't really need more than 8 gigs of RAM, but having 16 gigs gives you, 16 gigs gives you that, that kind of headroom. Um, and at least right now, uh, 16 gigs seems m more than enough uh, for any of that kind of stuff. Now, if you're doing like intense video processing and audio and all that kind of stuff, then yeah, you might you might want to see. I mean, if you have experience in how much RAM that you've used on prior systems, and you know that you're going to be hitting that 16 gig limit quite a bit, then you you know you might want to go for 32. But I usually really only power users are going to need anything more than 16. Um, 16 should be, you know, far and away uh, yeah. enough. It's going to be probably overkill, but that's that's what I, the amount that I would recommend. Um, and then lastly, as far as building a computer is concerned, I think form factor is a big deal. And by form factor, I mean that the type of case that you're going to be using. What do you want your PC to look like? Um, I think this is really important, especially for people building systems for VR, because because it because oftentimes people are having their VR systems in their living room or or in environments other than just a computer desk. Uh, 
So if you're going to be playing VR near a standard computer desk, it's probably less important. Um, and at that point, you know, find something that you think is good quality that has good uh, cooling capabilities. And besides that, you know, you're probably going to be fine as long as it's compatible with your with the type of motherboard and hardware that you have. You know, just probably your main concern is going to be cooling. Um, but if you're in a living room, you want to see what you're able to fit in your entertainment center. Uh, if you want something that's really going to match the aesthetic of the room, all that kind of stuff. And for Zane, actually, because I knew he was going to be building a home theater PC that was going to be sitting in his living room, I wanted to try to make a, a system that was as capable as possible, but at the same time with as small of a footprint as possible, both in terms of you know how large the case was, but also how loud the case was. And I wanted it to be you know sufficient in cooling, but I wasn't as concerned with the cooling capabilities as long as it... Uh, as long as everything was running cool enough to where it wouldn't be, uh, you know, nothing would be, uh, you know, running more poorly or, or uh, you know, uh, p pulling clocks and that kind of thing. So, um, so we ended up going with uh, a Fractal uh, Node 202, I believe, uh, for the system. And it's a really small system. Uh, the PC that we ended up building for him was essentially the size of, of a large console. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit larger than an original Xbox One, um, but it looks great, um, and it's you know certainly way more powerful than a console, and it's not loud. And I think the the the, the cooling capabilities, the way we built it, are are good for the system that we that we built. Um, we ended up going with uh, an i7 6700K, and uh, we went with the K even though we we aren't overclocking it um, because. You know, it, it helps resale value of the chip, and it also uh, really wasn't a huge premium in terms of uh, it. W it wasn't a huge premium in terms of price. Mm -hmm. So we we went with that. Like I said, we're not overclocking it because this uh, the two the Node two hundred two case is really small. You're not able to really fit a very large uh, CPU cooler on on the computer, and so but but we went with uh, I think it was a cryo rig. C7 uh, CPU cooler. Yeah. It was basically the largest cooler we could fit in there. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's doing a pretty good job. It's keeping uh, it cool no, enough. No complaints on my end. And, yeah. and I mean, uh, what we can do actually is is maybe put some, or put put the list of, of items that we ordered or, you know, everything that, all the all the pieces that we used for this uh, in the show notes. So people That, can, that actually sounds like a great um, idea. Because, yeah, yeah, I don't want to bore people with too many of the details, <laughs> but... Yeah, essentially, we just wanted, you know, I, I did my homework in terms of we got a, a blower-style uh, 1070 card so that it would be uh, pushing all of the hot air out of the case rather than circul circulating it in the small case area and, you know, got, got some accompanying fans to make sure it was being fed fresh air and, and all of that. So anyways, yeah, to, to, to cut that issue short... Um, Basically, when, when looking to either buying a pre-built PC or building your own, you do want to consider the form factor um, depending on where you're going to be putting the system. So, and, and like I said, uh, just to, to recap, um, I do think that you want around a, a, a 1070 graphics card or similar AMD card for your uh, VR experience. Right now, NVIDIA is the way to go. For VR, it's a much more stable 
um, environment for VR. The frame there's frame pacing issues and other issues with with AMD cards um, in VR. So I would stick with NVIDIA for the graphics card and, and go also, around it. We're, we're not being paid by NVIDIA. No, we're not. <laughs> Just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. So, this is personal opinion for Ronnie. So, but that's what I would, I would stick, though, with a 1070-ish graphics card rather than going, you know, a 970 or a 980 at this point. Um, I don't think that makes sense. Um, if you're going to skimp, do it on the, on the, on the CPU, honestly even though that's something that you're probably not going to upgrade. If you have a, if you have a quad core i5 um, and you know you want to get a, a 1070, I think that's a better way to go or, or try to save money on, 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 on some other aspects. Like I said, get a, get a cheaper case or, or that kind of thing. But I think uh, for, for VR right now, graphics processing is the main thing and you don't want to skip on that. So I, I think I think getting a 1070 is probably the way to go. Way to go. All right. So, Well, I could not have said that better because I, I wouldn't even know how. So thank you, Ronnie, for the, the insight there. No problem. Always a pleasure. And if you have any questions about you know setting up a VR system, um, I, my system is quite a bit different than Zane's. I have a really large system. I have two 980 Ti's. Uh, by the way, as a side note, don't go SLI for VR. I can get more into that in a later episode. But um, yeah, if you have any technical questions that you want to ask me, you can it, email us. Yeah, at uh, everythingvive at gmail com. We're still working on our site, but for now, that's uh, that's where we are residing online, and uh, we'll find some other ways for you to get in touch. But direct communication is always the best, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll end this episode here and get into can do some more stuff later so thank you guys so much for listening and we will tune in with you again very very soon take care